This podcast is brought to you by Walt Disney Travel Company, Disney's official holiday specialist, bringing you great deals on Disney hotels, Disney tickets, and Disney holidays. They don't just sell Disney, they are Disney. Because Walt Disney Travel Company is part of the Disney family, you'll get that special Disney welcome and first-class service from the moment that you speak to them. Their Disney experts and website can help you plan your Disney holiday in detail. Whether your heart is set on a trip to Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, a Disney cruise, or a Disneyland Paris break. Plus, there are great deals and offers too. Now, on with the magic. Hello, I'm Giovanna Fletcher and welcome to my brand new podcast, Journey to the Magic the official podcast from Walt Disney Travel Company. Each week, I'll be chatting all things Disney holidays with some of my celebrity pals. They'll be sharing magical memories, funny stories and family traditions from their holidays to Walt Disney World, Disneyland Paris and Disney Cruise Line. Now, my first guest was a no-brainer, not only because he happens to be my husband... Hiya. Hi. Uh, but because he's the main man, he introduced me to all things Walt Disney World. So he took me on my first trip to Florida. So we had to be here, to be honest. Hello, Tom. Hello, Hello Thomas Fletcher. Hello. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. Yeah. I'm very excited. Hi. This is kind of like your dream podcast, to be honest, of all the ones that you've been invited on to sit down and talk all things Disney. Yeah, this is just ideal, isn't it? Yeah. It's made for me, this podcast. I should be doing your job, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> don't know why they asked you to all host right, this. All right. Pipe down, pipe down. <laughs> right. Uh, let's talk about the fact that you have a lot going on at the moment. I do, yeah. And yeah. one of those is Strictly. <laughs> okay, yeah. Didn't know we we're going to talk about this. Yeah, strictly, I am. I'm, I'm learning to dance. I'm very excited about it. I mean, I'm really looking forward to hopefully acquiring a new skill. And, and you cannot touch your toes. No, I can't. No, I'm really unflexible. Yeah, I've always been that way. Though it's not just age, <laughs> and since having kids, you know, <laughs> I've always been really unflexible. I'm, I'm a bit worried about that. Um, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to just learning to dance and that whole experience. I mean, it's a bit daunting doing that in front of, you know, 12 million people each week, but I'm just trying yeah. to forget about that. Bit I bit. can remember when my dad started learning salsa when I was 16, just as a thing to get out and be sociable. And it was amazing. Yeah, he is kind of my inspiration. Yeah. yeah when they asked me, I thought, well, what would, what would Mario do? And he would say yes. Yeah. But I mean, so that's... hopefully I'll make him proud. <laughs> sure my hips will. will make him proud. <laughs> I'm sure your hips will make my dad proud. <laughs> <laughs> now, to, okay, going back to keeping it on the work theme, but you've actually been working with Disney. I have, yes, over the last year. I mean, this was like a real dream come true, which obviously you will know. I got to write a song for one of the nighttime spectacular, you know, the fireworks displays at the end. You know, this is like the thing you, if you spend a day at Disney the thing you look forward to the most, the thing that finishes off your day is the fireworks at the end, that show at the end. And uh, yeah, I got to write the song for Illuminate, which is the nighttime spectacular in Shanghai Disneyland. I don't, I mean, it still blows my mind even just saying that out loud. It was such a dream come true. I mean, of everything I've done in my career, forget the band, forget the tours, forget the number ones, forget the books, writing the song for Disney. <laughs> That is it. Like, I've peaked. It's all downhill from here. Also, you know how those displays make you feel when you're in the park. Yeah. So knowing that you are a huge part of other people leaving with all those thoughts and feelings. And oh, emotion. yeah. Growing up, for me, it was Wishes in the Magic Kingdom. And then we were there for the last Wishes display mm -hmm. and the first Happily Ever After yeah. show. And so, yeah, I know, you know, I grew up, 
you know, standing with my mum and dad and my sister and seeing my my parents get emotional. And they, they were always emotional because usually the last thing we saw was wishes and it was like the end of the holiday. And I think that just transferred to me. Mm. And so now, you know, going back there, even before we had kids and just going back there as an adult, still feeling that emotion, like oh, that, remembering what it was like as a kid seeing that and remembering my parents being emotional at that. I would always cry at those displays. And then, yeah, having kids and then being the dad and looking at my you know, our sons watching those. Yes, an amazing experience. So then trying to be the one that writes a song to try and evoke all those emotions out of other people. I it mean, was... imagine if you did it and everyone left dry-eyed. Yeah, that, what was that rubbish? Yeah. That, that would be an epic fail right there. Well, I, I haven't been to see it with an audience, so maybe that is happening. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> uh, but no, it was, it was an, I cried when watching back, you know, when we finished the whole thing and it was all done during lockdown. It was all done over Zoom with all the teams from... Um, people in Anaheim and people in Shanghai, and which is amazing. Just being in those zoos, I was like, "Why am I here? I'm with all these Disney Imagineers working on the fire, working on this nighttime spectacular for Disney." This is like, I felt like everything I'd done in my life had led me to had been stepping stones to being in that moment. Like I'd meant to be there, um, but still didn't feel like I was really wor- worthy of being there. But Did you yeah, feel it was a bit like a competition winner. That's exactly what I felt like. Yeah. I'd won a competition <laughs> to be in a Zoom call with Disney Imagineers. Work. I would that. Would, I would just happily have been like a fly on the wall on that Zoom call and just watched that all happen. So actually being part of the creative team to make that happen was amazing. You know, hearing seeing footage of Mickey on the castle with my song in the background, like that's the, it's literally the ultimate. <laughs> I can't let you believe it happened. It's mad. Um, so yeah, so I want to do a trip to go and see it because obviously I haven't seen it in the in the flesh. I've only yeah. seen it on. Uh, online talking about trips yes. and holidays yes what is your perfect holiday my per- well my perfect holiday is of course Walt Disney World yeah I mean I get like deep cravings to go mm. like I miss it when we're not there can I just say this is genuine I've not asked you to say this because you could have said Antigua on a beach no no but you've gone straight I in. would okay. pick Disney World over any other holiday because it has everything you want what else if whatever it is you want to do you can do it at Disney World and, and well, there is that aspect to it but for me it is I think it's more than that because I I genuinely find as someone who it, you know my job is being creative I write songs and I write books it is the most inspiring place that I can be mm. so not only is it I love going there on holiday because it's fun and it's relaxing if you want to relax there's stuff to do if you want to be entertained and but it's also just the most inspiring place looking at what these creative people have done what you know what they've created and also bringing in the world everything that I love from books and storytelling animation musicals film live shows live performance it's everything that I love it is the ultimate and so when I get there I feel like there's so much more to achieve yeah I feel like well look at what you can do with storytelling um, look what you can just do with an ice cream van yeah exactly from or a, uh, a trash can <laughs> <laughs> what you can do with a bin, you know, like even their bins sing and talk, you know, like every aspect of Disney World ha- has been thought through, cleverly yeah. thought through from a creative storytelling point of view. And I love that. And there's something that really kind of has a deep impact on me. And so it's it's more than a holiday. I find going there, my mind just goes into overload <laughs> of where I, I come back really energized to to do better things and work more and and you know so it's I find it incredibly inspiring um, and plus then it's an amazing holiday 
And this is pre having kids, you know, I loved going there, you know, when it was just us two. And yeah. So yeah, I, that is definitely without shadow of doubt my ultimate holiday. Okay. And what about your first ever holiday experience? In Disney World? No, anywhere. My first ever holiday. I th- well, my first, I think my first trip abroad probably would have been to, to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I think it. of anywhere. We are not taking you away. You're like, I'm here to talk about Walt Disney World and that is what I want. Stop okay? trying to leave it's, these It's my questions. happy place. I'm not leaving there. <laughs> Stop trying to steer me away from it. No, I think so. I think the first time I went, so I was born in 85 and the first time we went was 1990. Mm. And I don't think we went anywhere. We would have had, you know, trips to the seaside yeah. in England. But I don't think we went abroad anywhere else before then. And this was, you know, we weren't, when we went, the first few times we weren't staying in the Disney resort. We were staying on International Drive, which is this kind of... I don't know if you've ever been to International Drive. Every time we go there, we drive past it and they're like, this is where we used to stay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's stage? kind of like Northwick Park Hospital. Every time we go past it, you tell me you were born there. Yeah. The same stories. It's been 20 years. Yeah. Well, because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just outside of, of, uh, of Disney World. And it was, you know, so a lot of the holiday was just spent by the pool there and... Those days that you got to go into Disney World were like the, they were just so overwhelming for a five-year-old kid. You know, well, we have a five-year-old now. It is just an overload of the senses. And it just, I think it just had this kind of profound impact on my life. You know, it's why I hold it in such respect now. Well, it's definitely something you've passed on to me. Yeah. Because... I, I, I felt that emotion because my first trip was with you, your mum and dad and Carrie, Mm. sister. So... My first, I felt all that emotion when we first went there. Yeah, because I guess you were partly seeing it through our eyes as well. Yeah. I think it's a te- me and uh, my sister Carrie, she, I think it's a test of a relationship that when you take your partner to Disney World, <laughs> you're like, Look, we're going to go. <laughs> and if you don't like it, this relationship is over. <laughs> like, you've got to like Disney World or this is not going to work. Um, I can remember coming down, uh, down, uh, you know, during lockdown and we were watching Disney Plus. And you'd managed to find the like the sunrise or the sunsets. Yeah, yeah. And it made me cry just watching that because it suddenly makes you realise what you're missing. Yeah, it's the whole atmosphere of being there. You know, I think it's um, when I try and explain it because I had it with my bandmates because they'd never been to Disney, mm. and I took them. We were filming over in America, and we had like a weekend off, and we were just going to sit around in the hotel, and yeah. it was like an hour flight to Orlando. I was like, guys, we're getting on a plane, and I'm <laughs> taking you to Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and like they'd never been and so like I, yeah so showing them and I think I was quite a good guide so I was like right, we're going to do this 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 and knowing like all the things that they would like yeah. so giving them like the best experience of Disney World Is that a pressure though taking people Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely feel the pressure because the things that I enjoy doing other people might not enjoy doing because I especially now like I'm genuinely happy not doing a lot of stuff. I just like soaking up the atmosphere, you know? Yeah. And hearing the music and the sights and the sounds and the smells. It's funny, isn't it? Because I say, I would say that my experiences of it have changed because of having, like, going and being pregnant, breastfeeding, having, like, but yours of it have changed even though you've not had those physical things to to go through. Yeah. Well, now, you know, it's taking the kids there, Mm. you know, and being a dad and, you know, putting your kids on your shoulder and, watching the parades and you know all this stuff I'm not doing it for me anymore you know I'm doing it for the kids and trying to make it the best experience for them because it's sometimes it's just the little things it's you know going to the ice cream parlor on Main Street and getting to choose a crazy ice cream (laughs) you know and that but doing it with enough time you don't want to do it too close to the fireworks otherwise I've got a good memory actually of that because when I was I think it was before my sister was born I must have been like five or six it was probably that first trip 
and it was the end of the day before waiting for the fireworks and I've got an ice cream, like this huge ice cream and literally taking my first step out of the shop and licking it and knocking the whole ice cream <gasps> off of the cone and it just splattered on the floor and one of the cast members saw and went straight around and just got me a new one. Oh. And I remember my mum and dad, you know, just being like, that's so cool that that happened. That it wasn't like, oh, you just dropped your ice cream. And it was, I think that really sums up Disney that they go out of their way to make it. They want you to have like an amazing experience. Well, you think we're now three decades after that first experience and we still see things like that happening every day. Yeah. Every, like every, every time we go, those little acts of kindness that make such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. That's what sets it apart from anywhere else, I think. Uh, who is your film? <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing if I can get a part in a Disney film, just yeah. like throwing it's quite out different sounds. That wasn't it? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about a character, who would you say is your favourite Disney character, and why? Do you uh, identify with any of them? Are you like any of them? My favourite Disney. Uh, well, I probably have to. I mean, is it boring to say Mickey? It all love... started with a mouse. Yeah, Mickey's just the ultimate. It all started with him. Do you get a bit giddy at the meet and greet experiences now, or is it is it more? I do, but kids? I also yeah. get a bit embarrassed because I know I want. To, I'm I'm holding myself back. Ah. <laughs> I want to just let myself go a bit more, and I feel like I would. I'm now like you know, Buzz, our oldest kid, is he's seven. And he's an age where I could really embarrass him if I let myself fully go. So I have to restrain myself in the meet and greets. I don't think you could do anything to embarrass him. Also, yeah, I do feel like I'm like, I'm still slightly like starstruck mm. in meet and greets. I don't really know what to do because I'm a bit like, oh my God, it's actually. <gasps> oh my gosh. Remember that first time we went to, um, it was actually, it was in California when we went there and Mickey was about to go. Oh Yeah. And we had Buzz, who was only 14 months at the time. He just started walking. Yeah, he. Ju- I mean, he couldn't walk more than a few steps, really. Yeah. And yeah, Mickey just took his hand because we just kind of missed our, yeah. like, Chance we were like, the, the you know, that, yeah, the bit where you get, you're the next one in line and the and it closes to meet him. And you're like, ah, oh, we'll come back in like in an hour or something. And Mickey, rather than just like, going you know, off. going, he just took Buzz's hand and walked, or, like just walked away with him <laughs> and walked down Main Street to wherever he was, you know, wherever he was going kind of backstage. But rather than like having photos with him, he just took that time to walk with yeah. Buzz. But we were like, he can't really walk yet. But he did. <laughs> but he is for Mickey. He like took his first walk with Mickey. <laughs> yeah, that was amazing. We were with my mum and dad and they were both crying. Everyone, all of us were just crying. <laughs> It started. It's here. Well, that was Buzz. Yeah, it was his first Disney experience, really, wasn't it? Um, so you have been to Walt Disney World. I have. You've been to Disneyland Paris. I have. Have you ever done a Disney cruise? I've never been on a Disney cruise ever. We've heard a lot about them, though. We've heard a lot about the Disney Cruise Lines. Yeah, I would love to. I, I mean, I would like to go to all the Disney experiences to every park. I'd like, like to do a tour. I feel like this is should be your like the bucket list yeah yeah this is what you have to do with your life you have to go and tour them yeah i would love to i can remember for one of your birthdays because you're impossible to buy for remember when you just started buying pins so you've now got this thing where so if tom goes to um any disney resort so whether it's um california whether it's Walt disney world disney and paris he has to get a pin badge with the year on it to show that he's been there and then he has it around the what's it called the thing you put it on the lanyard the lanyard yeah he put it on that so he's got all of the years but he was missing a whole bunch yeah like from when i was a kid yeah so i literally spent a lot of time on the internet trying to find missing (laughs) you got them i got them for you i I think i've got every year yeah what do you buy someone who has everything missing pin badges yeah i went through them all today to find this one he's wearing a badge today i love my pin badges you do i you know i feel like i'm you know i'm not quite like the the I couldn't call myself a pin collector. I guess I am a pin collector. 
I actually am. Aren't I? <laughs> a pin. You cannot come home without one. getting a pin. You are a pin collector. I just realised I am one. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always see them be like, oh, I'm, I've not quite crossed the line, but I have. You have absolutely. Um, do you theme what you wear at all when you go into the parks? Uh, what you mean, like Disney bounding? Well, uh, in any way. What is Disney bounding? Cool, Disney bounding, isn't it, where you dress kind of you you're you're not dressed up as a character, but your clothes kind of because you are the you're same not color. allowed to dress up as a character. All right, okay, so yeah. your clothes are color themed and like the character. I always so love it when you if you were Winnie the Pooh, you'd wear um, you know a red t shirt and yellow trousers. Our kids are regularly dressed as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> they are actually, aren't they? Yeah, they do like those colors. Uh, I don't think I, have I ever done that. I've probably I, accidentally done. We've that. We've done a lot of accidental Disney bounding. We have very often gone tropical or exploratory oh, actually, to Animal Kingdom. Yeah, I do have like Hawaiian shirts. Most of my Disney trips, I mean, yeah, I wear like, yeah, Hawaiian shirts. I love it. You just like, I'm on holiday. No, yeah. Um, well, my dad does too. I feel like we're like <laughs> a right pair. Remember the year that you and your dad had matching swimming shorts? But really? I'm not talking you're a kid and your dad. I'm talking <laughs> <laughs> you in your 20s and your dad. You had matching Mickey shorts. <laughs> Matching Miss. Actually, was it before, was before we had kids? We had kids. Yeah. <laughs> it was. I was like twenty-five. I was still with you. Me and my dad had matching Mickey shorts from shorts. Uh, yeah. yeah, we. Yeah, you did. Yep, yeah, and you still married me. I did. So we have been there quite a lot together. We went there on our honeymoon, and actually, you stay. You've stayed in a lot of different hotels as well over the years. Yeah. So when you actually did get to go, so when you off, got off International Drive. Yeah. So the first, the we we stayed the Caribbean Beach or the Caribbean Beach, if you. Uh, from Orlando, from yeah. America. Uh, the Caribbean Beach Resort was where we, yeah, we kind of took our first steps onto the resort. Can you remember how was that exciting making that move? Oh, I mean, it is another level. Going from staying outside of Disney World to staying in one of the resorts, you are then fully immersed in Disney. That is like the ultimate experience, the, and it was incredible. And that I love that hotel. I still love that hotel now, like because it's all really open. You know, you have all, it's all surrounding this kind of lake and all of the rooms are themed around the different Caribbean islands. So you stay at, you know, Antigua or, um, I've forgotten the other Caribbean islands, Barbados. You know. And uh, and you're around this big lake. And what's really cool is when you wake up in the morning, because we are up obviously very early when we go to Disney, because we want to make the most of our day. So you wake up in the morning, maybe it's just dawn, the sun's just coming up and you hear like the birds and the crickets and all those kind of like, you know, the sounds of Florida and it's warm, you know, you wait, you, you know, you step outside and it's already hot. And then to go to the food court to get breakfast or to get coffee, you walk around the lake and it's this really like peaceful walk. Like There's not many people up and you are just walking around this lake and you can kind of just hear the starts of like the day beginning. It's a mate. It's a really cool way to start the day. And we went back there, for, you know, for years after mm. we went back there when it was just me and you. Yeah. You know, we, we went and stayed there just us. And I can remember. So early days in McFly. You got your parents a treat and took us all to the Polynesian. Well, the first, yeah, the first thing I did when we started making money, I was like, right, this is it. I'm making, saving a woman money. We're doing a big family trip to Disney World. It's my treat. This is what we're doing. I'm taking you this time. <laughs> I just don't feel like I'm spoiling my family by taking them to Disney World. This is like the coolest thing. Yeah, it was the best trip. And we stayed, oh, we stayed at the Polynesian, didn't we, yeah. that, that time? Yeah, that was amazing. Mm. At Christmas at the Polynesian. And it was our first, we'd only ever been in like the summer because yeah. we used to go in the school holidays. So yeah, going at Christmas was incredible and seeing Christmas in Disneyland. And you know, yeah, you know staying on like a hotel that was on the monorail. Yeah. This is amazing. We just get on the monorail to go into the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. And then we Was that your first trip? That was my first trip, yeah. Well, you really jumped 
You jumped straight in. <laughs> yeah, you didn't even work your way up. We've got to go back to International, <laughs> international Drive. The next trip we're going, we're yeah, going to International Drive, are yeah. we? Okay. You haven't earned your way there yet. <laughs> well, then for our honeymoon, we were at Grand Floridian. Yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, that was another level. That hotel is just incredible. And being on honeymoon there, because everyone, you know, if you wear your little honeymoon badge. Oh or your everyone wants to talk to you. It's everyone so, treats you really nice. Yeah. We had the best time there on honeymoon. And the Grand Floridian is just, that has to be the ultimate hotel. Uh, I, the, the time before we went there with your mum and dad and we got that room that you could see the castle. I, I That for me, like just knowing how much it meant for your family to, you know, have gone there over the years, been on International Drive, went there that time open the doors of our room and to be able to see the castle from your room. Oh, for yeah. Me, they cried straight away. I mean, you literally, you opened the, the door to the... They ho- cried, you cried. <laughs> what are you doing? Don't part this off on your mum and dad. Yeah, I cried too. <laughs> but you opened the door and then you literally, you could see through from like the hallway out of the window over the lagoon to the, the castle. It does not get better than that. Yeah. Like you, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Um, I, I feel like for us, Disney have actually been... Like it's been a part of our milestones. Our relationship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it was the first trip that I took on with your family. Yeah. That's a big thing, isn't it? Going on holiday with the in-laws. Yeah. Yeah. It was um, where we went on honeymoon. Yeah. But also there was one time we were going to surprise your mum and dad over there. Yeah. So they thought we were going to Paris for a week, but yeah. instead we were going over to Walt Disney World. And just before we went. And what we did as well, because we went before, but I was sending them pictures <laughs> of, of like yes. the castle in <laughs> Disneyland Paris. <laughs> Yeah, from like yeah. our uh, another trip we went on <laughs> being like oh we're here look we're having a great time in Disneyland Paris but really we were waiting for them in Florida yeah yeah and the night before we flew literally hours before we flew yeah well you woke me up in the morning waving a pregnancy test in my face <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we found out yeah that you were pregnant which was obviously incredibly exciting and so then we had all of the Excitement of going to Disney World and <laughs> expecting our first kid. <laughs> I can remember us Googling all the way to the airport. What can we do? What yeah. can't we do? Like, wow, honey, this is really selfish. You're restricting <laughs> what rides I can go on. <laughs> but I can remember, and then when we actually did, but it was just like walking around in days because, you know, it had taken us a long time to get to that pregnancy as well. Yeah. We've been through a lot to get there. So then to walk around this most magical place, just as us two for like the first couple of days, was one thing it just felt so well and seeing kids and families yeah so feeling like wow we're about to start a family of our own we're going to be able to bring our kids here one day seeing kids having like the best time ever it was an yeah it was an incredible experience and then yeah so then we went and picked my mum and dad up from the airport we literally hid behind a tree yeah surprised them at the airport (laughs) jumped out of them surprise (laughs) and danny and georgia so your bandmate danny had just proposed to georgia that's right so they were surprised about that news when we first saw them yeah and then your dad i can remember him grabbing me right around the waist holding me close and saying we're gonna go on so many rides (laughs) and in my head going no we're not <laughs> you are, and um, that time we were at the Caribbean beach yeah and I can remember us sitting them down on the bed before we went out because we were, we were meeting up to get on yeah, the manor we, we just got back yeah, and then they were going to meet us in our room before we were going into the into Magic Kingdom for the first day and they were like I can't, what, what did we say they were like planning what we were going to do yeah. we were like well we might have to rethink what we're you know what we're going to do because Giovanna can't do all of the rides and then obviously they cried <laughs> <laughs> a lot not because they couldn't do the rides, because they were happy that you were expecting the baby. Um, no, so that, I mean, of all the places we could break that news to my mum and dad, that was like the, I mean, talk about being overwhelming. 
<laughs> it just arrived in Disney World. They didn't know we were going to be there, and you were pregnant. I mean, wow. Yeah, that was a that was an amazing trip. Yes, yeah, so that was very very special. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Are you ready to go back? I'm ready to go back uh, because we're about to go on your dream Disney day. I did actually make some notes on this. I think I can remember them all, though. I've written stuff down for this. Have you? I've prepared, yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Because you just don't want to get it wrong. You want your perfect day to well, be you have, the Well, you dream. have to plan it out. Now, I want to set some... I want to understand the rules of this. So, am I, am I, Does this have to be, like, logistically possible? Or can I just, like... Mm, no. It's a dream. You know, so say if I wanted, you know, to be in one location for one thing, but... Ten minutes later, I need to be somewhere else. You can time hop. I can time hop. Great. Okay. Uh, okay. You can do I'm get, anything. I'm just getting you my want. notes. Hang on. Okay. All right. Okay. All you right, can well, do anything you want. Um, first of all, I just need to know. Yeah. I feel like I know the answer. Yeah. Are you taking us to Walt Disney World? Yeah, all right, Disneyland okay. Paris or on a Disney Cruise Line? Well, I would happily be in any of those, but yeah. I would if it's if I'm really going for my ultimate, we're in Walt Disney World. Okay. Of course. What time of year is it? Oh, I didn't think. Oh, well. <laughs> I tell you what, then um, this is a new thing I'm adding in. Uh, it's Easter and we're going to do the Easter hunt. Okay. Where are you waking up? Okay, we're waking up. This is the ultimate. Okay. So uh, there's lots of places I would happily wake I would happily wake up in any <laughs> Disney resort. We get that. Yeah. But if I'm really <laughs> being honest, the ultimate is the Grand Floridian. Yeah. So I would wake up at the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. It's Easter. That's the time of year we're going. And I forget what it's called. I think is it called like the Easter Dash or something like that. Yeah. So basically, they don't do an Easter egg hunt. <laughs> they do like this unbelievable sugar or candy dash. It it's is like a basically scramble. they cover all of the gardens there, which are like these most perfectly <laughs> perfect <laughs> lawns, which get covered in chocolate and sweets, and they're all like. But they're uh, different ages as well. So you've got like the younger yeah. ones. It kind of builds in ages. Yeah, I think you probably have to have a kid. Uh, there isn't like an adult <laughs> one, is there? You have to have a kid with you on this bit. Because you don't just see adults like no, leaping across the lawn. So no. you probably have to have a kid with you to to uh, do this bit. But they like cordon off the grass and then they like count you down. And then it's a free for all to fill up your bag <laughs> with as much sugar as you can. But it is amazing. It's so exciting. So I would do that a bit Easter because the weather's amazing there at Easter. It's not too hot. Yeah. It's always sunny. Um, so it'd be Easter. So we do the Easter dash or the Easter scramble, whatever that's called first, on the lawns of the Grand Floridian. Okay. Are you having breakfast? Yeah, but not at the Grand Floridian. Okay, okay. All right. So then. we'd walk through the Grand Floridian lobby yep. because at Easter as well, they have the most amazing Easter egg displays. Oh, they do. So these are like, I mean, they're not Easter eggs. These are like works of art. Yep. Then we'd get the monorail. Because it's such a cool way to start your day, yeah. getting on the monorail, hearing the voiceover on the monorail. <laughs> Even uh, the smell of the monorail. The smell you, of yeah. the monorail. So we get on the monorail and we go round to the contemporary. I knew so you, you go, were going to do this. Which is really cool as well because it kind of teases you because you get to see the Magic Kingdom yeah. on your way. But you're not going in yet. <laughs> so you see the Magic Kingdom. Uh, but we go to the contemporary, which is so cool because it still to this day seems futuristic. The, the monorail goes through the hotel, goes inside the hotel. Uh, and we go to Chef Mickey's for a character breakfast, mm-hmm. and we'd have Mickey waffles with Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Donald. Um, that is the ultimate breakfast, I think. Yeah, because you can't be a character breakfast. Then we get on the monorail. Okay, this would be an early start, by the way, because we'd want to get back to Magic Kingdom for the park opening. Okay, because you want to see the park opening. Uh, it's worth getting to Magic Kingdom early to see the train come in, all of the gang come out, open the park, sing a song. 
Yeah. Sing your, it kicks off your day. But then I think you need to take your time because okay. everyone rushes then. Yeah, everyone rushes to go to the rides. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't need to rush to get on Space Mountain. I don't need to rush to get on Splash Mountain. Mm-hmm. You just want to chill. And that's such a cool bit, like the entrance into the park. It's the first time you see the castle, your first time you see Main Street. And there's a lot going on. Of course, our tradition is going to, it's a small world first. Mm-hmm. So, so even on your dream Disney day, we are going there. Yeah, we're not breaking, okay. can't I, break I'm tradition. I'm with you right now. Yeah, okay. Uh, even when we went to Disneyland Paris, like, and it was just us, there was no way that we could do anything until we'd done that. No, well, even I think when I took the guys and I take other people, I, I have to do that one, <laughs> regardless of who they are, what demographic I'm taking around. <laughs> I feel like I should be a, like a Disney tour guide. But whatever, whoever I'm taking around, I was taking there first and do it. It's a small one. Um, it's a classic. So I would walk through the castle, if possible. Nice. And then walk into Fantasyland and go and do It's a Small World. And I've probably already cried like 10 times by now. <laughs> I'm already totally in. Um, and then I, my, on my kind of ideal day, I would do kind of some of the cl- less, I wouldn't do like the fast thrill rides. Oh. I like doing, so I would do Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And I would do Haunted Mansion mm-hmm. and Jungle Cruise. Okay. I think they are my three, like, after It's a Small World, because they are like Disney staples. Like, you have to do those rides. They're not like the most, like, if you're looking for, like, big thrills, you do Splash Mountain or Space Mountain. I love, like, just chilling and being, like, immersed in the storytelling of those yeah. rides. Um, so I would do those three, and then I would finish off this part of the, uh, the Magic Kingdom with... Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. Right. Because I think that is one of my favourite rides in all of Disney World. And you have probably geeked out about this ride. Yeah. Because you have to... What is so good about this ride is it's interactive. So basically this ride is you have this like laser shooter and you have to shoot targets to defeat Emperor Zerg and you get a score. You are scored. You are judged (laughs) on how well if you are a Space Ranger... Um, and throughout and your life, you saw other people doing far I better. I always saw other people getting the top score, which is 999,999. That's yep. the top score that you can get mm-hmm. on it. And my top scores were always like 60,000. And I was like, how are you getting those <laughs> scores? And if you get the top score, you get a sticker at the you have to You can take a picture of it and yeah. you get a sticker at the end saying you're a galactic hero. And, and you, for, you never I was, got it. So I would see people walking around the park and being like, they've, they've got that high score. They've got a sticker from Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And so it took me years to realize there is a knack to that ride. And if you don't know how to do it, you're never going to do it. So I did, last time we went, I did a bit of research Mm. and I found out how you get that high score. (laughs) Uh, And so I know all of the little tricks, the insider tricks now. You would have had one of our children with you on that ride. Yeah. So when, if you go on that ride with me, I will neglect you completely (laughs) while we're on that ride. So if you're a kid, I'm sorry to my kids. When I take you on that ride, I don't care what score you're getting. I I am getting the sticker for the high score because one of the things, one of the little knacks in that is you have to be the one to control the ship. Yes. Because there's a control, you can spin it around yourself. If someone else is in charge of it, they're not going to position you in the optimum place to get the high score. You have to also be in the, the one in control of the ship. So when you're on it with a two-year-old? They are, they're just days. along for the ride. Okay. They can just sit back and enjoy me spinning them around and getting a high score for 10 minutes. So how did it feel when you were given your sticker? It was a big moment in my life. I've still got it on my laptop. I stuck it on my laptop. It's a bit. It's one of my prized possessions. Yeah. I tell you what took me by surprise. What? Going on, it's got a different name. I forget what it's called now, but going on the Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin equivalent in Disneyland Paris. Right. Different rules. Different rules. 
it's a different set of tricks. Right. I went in thinking, I'm going to nail this. I'm going to ace this ride. Come on, me, kids. I'm getting a galactic <laughs> or galactic. I don't know what they call it in Paris. I'm getting a galactic hero sticker. No, no, no. They changed up. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the only French we know. They, they changed up the rules in that one. So I, I, maybe that's it. Yeah, I have to get it in Paris. I have to figure out how to do that's it That's the next dream. Yep. I have to be a, a Parisian galactic hero. Okay. Um, so anyway, we do that. And then we get a little snack because you're probably a bit hungry. You've had an early breakfast. I mean, we've only had Easter stuff and Mickey Waffles at this point. Yep. So you need something. And it's actually, it's another sweet treat. Yeah. So I would do this on the way to Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger. Okay. So I would, there's a place um, called, I think it's called Sleepy Hollow, Sleepy Hollow Snacks or something. Mm. Sleepy, it's called Sleepy Hollow something. And they do funnel cake there. And it is amazing. Yeah. Funnel cake is like donut batter that's kind of like spun into this amazing crispy net almost net. yeah like a yeah anyway i would go there to get funnel cake before going to buzz Lightyear space ranger spin okay i think that probably rounds up what i would do there because i wouldn't do lunch there okay where are you going next then so my favorite place for lunch in disney world is the sci-fi diner in hollywood studios okay so i would get on a bus yep so i also love getting on the disney buses yeah and we go for lunch at the sci-fi diner so the sci-fi diner is like it's basically like a drive-in so you sit your your tables are in like uh cadillac cars and there's a big screen like you're at a nighttime old school like 50s drive-in cinema and we get burgers and milkshakes and there are the burgers there are incredible they're so good um yeah, I think they're the best burgers in all of Disney World. Something about those ones just taste amazing. Mm. Then, yeah. this is where I'm kind of time hopping. I wouldn't stay there for a bit because I love being at Hollywood Studios in the evening. Oh, uh, okay. Yep, yep. One thing that I think is a really good part of your day is just going for a swim. If you're staying in Disney, if you're staying in one of the resorts, mm. one of the luxuries of that is you don't have to spend all day in one of the parks. Yeah. Just go back to the pool for a bit yeah. and then chill by the pool. And I've never, the place where I'm going, we haven't stayed. Oh, we've been to and there's something real. I would go for a swim. I think it's at the Art of Animation Hotel. Yeah. And there's the Finding Nemo pool. And I remember when we went there, it's where we went as the we took Buzz because it has the cars. So we took Buzz years ago and he was obsessed with cars. Yes, yeah, so we went to the hotel just to walk around the hotel because it was had like Lightning McQueen and all of the, the guys from Radiator Springs in one one of the. He, uh, it literally was like a character meeting group for him. Yeah. Like I've never seen a kid so happy. It blew his mind. Yeah. We took him to Radiator Springs. Yeah. He was just. It, yeah, it was incredible. I've got the coolest video of him running around, <laughs> meeting, like seeing all of the uh, car stuff. But the Finding Nemo pool there plays music under the water. Ah. And I think I stuck my head in the water to see if it was true, and it does. Did you? Yeah, I did. I'm sure I did. <laughs> so I would go uh, and have a swim there. Okay. No rules. You're allowed to do that. I'm no rules. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, then we would go to Animal Kingdom. Yes. Just for two things. Okay. Two of my favorite things. Okay. Festival of the Lion King show. Yes. Love that show. So good. It's an amazing show. It, and the performers there give it everything. Well, and you can tell that as well from like the audience participation. It doesn't matter who they're getting up. Everyone is just having a great you time. You don't come out of that show disappointed. You come out of that show like you've seen like a Broadway production. Yeah. Like you have. Yeah, it's amazing. And so I would go there, do that show. And then I would do Finding Nemo the Musical. Oh, I was going to say, when you said only two, I thought, are you going to see two back to back or are you going to neglect one? Very happy. Finding Nemo the Musical is amazing we literally listen to that in the car yeah that's how much we love it yeah that's an amazing musical the, the songs in Finding Nemo the musical are incredible mm. it's a really well written musical so it's a basically Finding Nemo told in a musical in about 20 minutes then I would leave uh, Animal Kingdom and we'd go to Epcot 
Okay. For the afternoon. You are making the most of the time hopping yep. and the park hopping. I told you it's not quite, you know, this would be a really busy day if you do this on a one okay. day. <laughs> so Epcot, we yes. do Journey into Imagination with Figment. Yes. So good. That is like a classic. Yeah. Also, I love like part of Disney for me is the Sherman Brothers music. Mm. You know, they wrote my favorite Disney songs, you know, uh, and they wrote the song on uh, Journey to Imagination. So we go on that. It's one that all the kids is good for any ages. You can take little kids on it. Um, so we do Journey to Imagination. And also, this is one that I like that I don't know if actually you, you must have been on it with me. Journey into the land. Oh, living with the land. Yes. Which is where it's basically like a really slow boat ride around all the greenhouses. Is this because you've been like looking up like gardening and things at home? Yeah. Like it's like agriculture, isn't it? Of, yeah. of Disney World. So it's like where they grow like all their tomatoes and like, you know, and they grow watermelons that are in the shape of Mickey. They have Mickey yeah. is on them. Oh, that always blows my mind. Um so I'll go on that one. Then this is a cool meet and greet. I think it's the only place you can meet him. Baymax. Ah, oh, yes. We meet Baymax in, uh, which is just across from there in Epcot. Baymax from Big Hero Six, which I think is one of the most underrated Disney films. Mm. It's amazing that film. And then you have to, even if you're not doing anything there, you have to walk around World Showcase, and you have to walk around it clockwise. You can't go anti-clockwise <laughs> around World Showcase. Yeah, it yeah. just feels wrong. It feels like going the wrong way on an escalator. You can't do it. Everything against me. Like even if you want to go to like France, which is really close, if you go anti-clockwise. You have to go the long way around. Where are you? Are you stopping anywhere along the way? I'm coming back to Epcot for dinner. Are you? I am. Yeah. Okay. Um. Anyway, we're moving on. Okay. So we've done World Showcase. Uh, we would actually no. We spent all the afternoon there. Oh wow. We're having dinner there. Oh, we are. Yep. We're going to the remember the Japanese yes! restaurant we went to. Oh, I'm so I think happy it's about called, this. I think you pronounce it Tepan Edo. Is that right. How you say it. I might pronounce that totally wrong. It's in Japan on the World Showcase. It is the coolest it, it tastes what amazing. makes it so special it's like a, a dining experience so basically you have a table and you uh the chef is at the table the table is like one of those like hot plate things and the food is amazing and you get to watch them cook it in front of you so this is a nice kind of thing you wouldn't expect to eat i think in disney world yeah so i highly recommend going there i mean the amount you've already eaten this day i feel like we're doing star jumps there well this is good though but the thing is in disney you can eat a lot because you you walk a lot very true you burn off very a lot of energy true. Um, so then we would go back to Hollywood Studios because I feel like, I mean, all of the parks are special at nighttime, yeah. but I love Hollywood Studios at nighttime. It's just such a cool vibe and atmosphere at nighttime. Yeah. Um, so I would do Hollywood Studios at nighttime and then there's so many cool rides there that I you have to do. So rock and roller coaster, they have to do rock and roller coaster. I, I mean, like the way that you started the day going, I'm not going to do any big rides. No, I would, no, just not in the morning. I say because <laughs> okay. my, my favorite big thrill rides are at Hollywood yeah. Studios, I think. And then Toy Story Mania, yes. which is another like competitive ride like Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. That, and do you know what? I'm not that good at this one. You've I need got... If there's one thing I need tips on, this is the one. Okay. I don't know how to get a high score on this. Um, and Toy Story Land is great as well. That looks incredible at night time. Um, that's really fun. But then I wouldn't... Now, this is difficult. <gasps> this is a tough choice. I know. I know what you're going to say. Because I, if you're going to see the fireworks, I want to go back and see the nighttime spectacular at the Magic Kingdom. But... but Fantasmic is amazing. It's so good. So I loved, I love that. You have to go and see that. It's amazing. I love that experience. But I want to go back to Magic Kingdom for the fireworks. Okay. So I would time hop again. Yeah. <laughs> we would finish back at the Magic Kingdom, right in front of the castle. It's the only way I feel like you can really round off. You want the perfect day in Disney. Mm. It is just Disney storytelling at its finest. 
and like the projection on the castle's amazing and all, it's really immersive as well like you know all the trees have all those like yeah. you know, sparkle and light up and stuff it's just the perfect end of the day well done that was a really good day is that is that good yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I thoroughly enjoyed it I've left it. out the fact that I would be carrying three exhausted boys you know back to the room oh I love that at the bed. end of the day where they're sleepy and they're just like... that's what's cool if you're staying on one of the monorail resorts is you know you put your kids to bed and then you can just step outside on your little balcony and you can hear the little music from the park as the yeah. park's kind of closing down and the boat's on the lake and it's a nice like little mm. peacefulness that kind of really nicely kind of rounds off your day. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so we're going to do a Lightning McQueen quick fire round. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay, I'm going to give you two options. Yep. <laughs> and in lightning fast speed, you have to tell me which one you prefer. Okay. Let's Are you ready? I am ready. Buzz Lightyear or Black Panther? Buzz Lightyear. Doll Whip or Churros? Churros. Thrill Ride or Character Meet and Greet? Character Meet and Greet. Poncho on Water Rides or Get Soaked? Get Soaked. Mm. Uh, Peter Pan's Flight or Expedition Everest? Peter Pan's Flight. Oh, what a ride. Uh, planner or Play by Ear? Oh, that's tough. I, I, I do like planning. I do like now the app, you know, you can you know plan your restaurants, all that stuff. I, I, I like planning. Uh, Toy Story Land or Pandora? Oh, that's tough. Pandora is wicked. I forgot about Pandora. Oh, that ride, fly, the Avatar ride. That's amazing. I forgot about that. Well, I, I go back to my day at Disney. I'm adding in, <laughs> in between the Festival of the Lion King and Finding Nemo, we're doing Avatar, the ride. You have to, If you're in Disney World, you have to go on that ride. It's incredible. But I'd probably pick Toy Story Land because okay. I love Toy Story. <laughs> Disney merch or holiday attire? Uh, I would have holiday attire with a Disney bum bag. Nice. Bum bags are so underrated. Yeah, or fanny packs as they're called in America. Fanny packs, and they're necessary, I would say, in Disney as well. You like having little things just there. Do you know what's weird? What? They're fashionable now, right? People wear like those. Are they fashionable now? Uh, yeah, I feel like they're a bit yeah. more acceptable. We were wearing them when they were totally unacceptable. They were like a proper, <laughs> like you know, we were not very fashionable. Wearing I them think I got my there. first when I was like four, and I never let them go. No, but they are very handy if you're in Disney World. I don't understand why they got a fashion. Well, they're the back now. We were ahead of the game. We were um, thrill seeker or bag holder. Uh, I don't know what am I. You, you probably know better. Probably a thrill seeker. A bit of a thrill seeker, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But you're more than welcome to hold all of the bags <laughs> next time you go. Uh, parks by day or parks at night? Oh, I, parks at night. I think I love the parks at night. Oh my gosh! I've just remembered another thing that we did. I know. I was going to say something earlier. <laughs> we did the most ridiculous thing. Go for it. What did we do? So when we were staying at the Caribbean beach, I think it was like our first time staying there. We, it was before your phones, like now, you know, your phones just change no matter where you go in the world, you know, it just automatically changes time zone. And it was before that happened. Yeah. And we didn't change like our watches and our phones and stuff. And so we, we set our alarms. So we set our alarms. I'm trying to even figure out how we did this. We, we, set, we set our alarms and went to bed. Alarms went off. We woke up exhausted. And it was Christmas time. So it was, it was early. <laughs> and we're like, wow, that didn't feel like much sleep. <laughs> And we'd already, we were really prepared. This is another yeah. little Disney hack. We'd bought like from the shop at the hotel, we'd bought cereal and milk and stuff for our hotel fridge. So we got up, we had a little bowl of cereal in our room. Had our coffee. Had our coffee. Had our showers. Had showers, got fully dressed, sun cream on, <laughs> went outside and it was still really dark. I was like, wow, I thought it was going to be light in the morning. <laughs> it's really dark. And then we started to walk to the bus stop and there was people coming towards us with shopping bags. <laughs> I was like, where have they been shopping at this time? The parks aren't even open. Yeah. I was like, wow, they must have been somewhere that we don't know about. And then I remember the bus coming and people getting off the bus. But they wouldn't let us on. Yeah, and be like, where have they come from? 
this time in the morning. And we could hear fireworks going off. And then we heard practicing. Yeah, heard fireworks. We're like, there must be a rehearsal for the Christmas fireworks. Wow, they're going to be amazing. They're practicing them at like, you know, before the parks open. And then we tried to get on the bus and he was like, are you? No, we stayed there for 45 minutes. Oh, waiting for a bus. And and we, because the back doors were opening. So it wasn't even even as if we could talk to the drivers. That's right. They just didn't realise why we were there. That's right. So after 45 minutes, we thought, oh, we'll go back in a bit later. Mm -hmm. So we went to bed fell straight back to sleep in there, even though we'd had coffee. And I can remember waking up hours later, opening the curtains and the sun was coming up. <laughs> Be like, what on earth is going on? And then I looked at my phone and realised that we'd woken up at English time. <laughs> we'd literally woken up at like 11 at night when the parks was doing their fireworks and people were coming home. And we'd had coffee and cereal and gone to try and go for an early morning in the park as people were still actually finishing their day in the park. That was not a Disney pro move. It wasn't. Rookie mistake. Absolutely amateur. Never did it again. No. Uh, well, Tom, thank you so much for chatting all things Disney. It's been an absolute I've loved pleasure. It. I've loved it. I mean, I feel quite sad because I want to go to Disney World now. <laughs> <laughs> now, each week on Journey to the Magic, I'm going to be joined by our very own Disney insider, Elke Sanchez. Elke has worked for Disney for over five years and is here to impart her expert knowledge, let us in on a few Disney hacks and generally share some fun facts. Hello, Elke. Hi, G. Elke, seeing as this is our very first episode, would you mind giving us an overview on exactly what the three things are? So we've got Walt Disney World, we've got Disneyland Paris, and we've got Disney Cruise Line. What are we talking about, Elke? Okay, so let's start by talking Disneyland Paris. With two Disney parks, the Disneyland Park and the Walt Disney Studios Park, it really is great for everyone of all ages as you can literally walk from park to park. We then have Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, which is twice the size of the island of Manhattan. So very different. Very different. It's There's huge. no walking from park to park in Walt Disney World. <laughs> but that's because we have four theme parks. We have Magic Kingdom Park. We have Disney Epcot, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park and Disney's Hollywood Studios theme park. We then have two water parks, Disney's Typhoon Lagoon and Disney's Blizzard Beach. And we then have golf to suit a whole range of skill sets. And I can vouch for that because I'm a terrible golfer. <laughs> <laughs> Two entertainment districts and over 25 unique Disney Resort hotels to choose from in the Disney Resorts collection. And lastly, Disney Cruise Line. Now, putting myself in the listener's shoes, I'm sure there are listeners out there thinking, I didn't even know there was a cruise line. <laughs> well, yes, we have four ships and they are stunning ships at that, that pay homage to the grand era of the luxury ocean liner. It's three very different destinations. Very, very different, <laughs> but equally magical. Yeah. <laughs> you also have amazing facts about the Disney parks. Do you have one for me now? Okay, because Tom is a big Toy Story fan and he mentioned he might be a little bit competitive when it comes to <laughs> Toy Story attractions. Yeah, there's a sibling I, rivalry. <laughs> I thought I would share with you one of my fun facts on Disney's Hollywood Studios within Toy Story Land and that is on Toy Story Mania. So a lot of people want to know how to score high, just like Tom. So my fun fact is actually more of a two point top tip when it comes to scoring high on this attraction. Number one, don't waste your energy on the practice round. <gasps> but so that's, many where people. that's where I check my target, Elkie. Gee, this is where it all goes wrong. You see people and they're trying their hardest and then it gets halfway through and they've got no more energy left. That's and that's it. where the big scoring points are. My hand does hurt when I get off the ride. 
there we go. So have a practice, but don't give it all in the practice round. All right. And then the biggest top tip, listen to what the Toy Story characters are saying because it's so easy to get so overwhelmed with all the moving targets and the fun. But actually, the Toy Story characters are telling you where the top scoring points are so that you get all the double points, hence the big scores. So I'm going home tonight to tell my husband, you just got to listen more. You just got to listen. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) That's it, simple. (laughs) So that is the first top tip. But my other one that I wanted to share with you was because Tom mentioned in his dream day, he would actually love to experience Disney Cruise Line, Mm -hmm. but he obviously doesn't want to miss all the magic of being in the parks. Mm -hmm. This is actually quite common. Lots of our guests love to do what we call the Disney Ultimate Holiday. What is this? It sounds exciting, right? So the Disney Ultimate Holiday is where you combine a stay at Walt Disney World with a Disney cruise. Wow. So you can get all the fun of the Disney cruise and the parks all in one holiday. So how long, how, how is it split? One of Disney Cruise Line ports is Port Canaveral, which is just over an hour away from Walt Disney World by car. And from here, guests can choose from either three or four night Bahama sailings or guests who are wanting longer cruise durations can opt in for a seven night Caribbean cruise. So it's really up to the guest. What I would say, though, for those guests that are looking for that Disney ultimate holiday, where possible, try and get an itinerary that features a stop at Disney's very own private island castaway key in the Bahamas. You will find the sprawling beaches, the open air barbecue dining locations with complimentary meals. It's just everything you would expect and a great way to kind of end an amazing Disney ultimate holiday. Oh my gosh, I want to be there right now. So... Next holiday, (laughs) I think it would be an incredible opportunity. And a nice way of like dipping your toes into the cruise line option as well. Yeah, so if you are kind of thinking about Disney Cruise, because there is this misconception with Disney Cruise Line, it's a floating theme park, you can't leave the craziness of Disney, which is some people's idea of wonderful and amazing, but some people are like, I like to kind of come out of that bubble as well. With Disney Cruise Line, it is not like that. So there's areas of the ships which are amazing. I mean, the kids' clubs, I just wish I was <laughs> between the ages of 3 and 12. You know, they have replicas of Andy's room. It's like and being a child and getting to play with that story. It just is incredible. But then also they have an adult-only district. So, right. you know, it, you don't need to have children. You can still go and enjoy an amazing Disney Cruise. There's so much to offer for all all of the family. So it's a great way, as you say, to get a taste of what Disney Cruise Line is all about. I love it. Thank you very, very much. You're welcome. Well, that's all we have time for on this very first episode of Journey to the Magic. A massive thank you to my husband, Tom Fletcher, for reliving so many happy memories with me today. And I hope you enjoyed the show, because I did. <laughs> I've got to say, it was just so nice sitting down and reminiscing. And come back next week, please, uh, because I've got a chat with one of my very good mates. It's Emma Willis. See you there. <laughs>